Oh, hello. Welcome <laughs> to the West Church Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Lewis. So, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure having you here. It's, uh, <laughs> it's great to be back. And, uh, yeah, welcome. So, how you doing, Dan? I'm doing pretty, uh, pretty fantastic, actually. How about you? Pretty dandy. Pretty frosty, you know? Mm. It's pretty frosty outside. There's a bunch of snow. There's a cop that just pulled in. Okay. That's in- weird. Indeed. Okay, that's a little weird. Okay. Indeed.com. Yeah. You can check that out. Um, yeah, we're gonna just get into it, you know? So, uh, today we want to talk about Jordan Peterson, our internet dad. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Yeah. To, he's my dad. To put it, to put it lightly, he's our one. Oh, Jesus. Cops just circling around us. But we're fine. We don't have anything. Or do we? But uh, anyway, yeah, we want to talk about Jordan Peterson internet father, internet dad, and, uh, yeah, he's been, uh, on our minds lately due to, uh, some of the scandalous things that we've seen on YouTube. Involving him. Yeah, um, in particular, some BBC host by the name of, uh, Kathy Newman, I think that's your name? Uh, Yeah, 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 Kathy Newman, I think that's your name. But, um, yeah, let's just jump into it, I mean... If you guys don't know, Jordan Peterson, he is a uh, clinical psychologist from Canada, and I think he's currently teaching at um, Toronto University, Mm -hmm. and he is the author of two books, one of which is about to come out soon, or has come out, I think. No, like this week. Oh, yeah, okay. It's It's about to come out. Well, one of them being Maps of Meaning, and the other one being The Twelve Rules of Life. So, yeah, um, we'll put that in the description down below if you want to check that out, you know. But, uh, yeah, um, that's his, uh, he is also very known as a right-winger by a lot of the leftists. He's also known, yeah. I consider him more, um, neutral. Yeah, yeah, well, according to liberals yeah, and yeah. whatnot, you know, the left side of, he's a, uh, he's a defender of the, of the right wing, Nazi party or some something like that, a white supremacist, if you will. Quote unquote white supremacist. Yeah, just because he, he challenges the ideals of, a lot of people, um, who are I guess who are part, of the leftist party and yeah he's uh he's gained an, an a lot of nor- notoriety for that so yeah let's begin i mean uh jordan peterson um well well we just wanted to rant a little bit i guess we really don't have like a lot of topics <laughs> shaking is that is that yeah. his brother why was he staring at us he just shook his head when he started laughing all right, sorry about that. Some kid was just staring at, at us for no reason, and he just, God, that looks like, yeah, that does look like he looks exactly like Kevin. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Jordan Peterson. Um, well, he he's a very interesting character because he has brought, um, a lot of new ideas to uh, when it comes to religion or when it comes to psychology, morality, um, political science. Yeah. Yeah. Political science. And, uh, I think in particular spiritual enlightenment because of uh, many of his lectures, he does Bible talks and not necessarily just him reading the Bible what he does is he dissects it and just interprets it in a way where it's very very fascinating he he uses uh, analogies and metaphors and all these like super super abstract 
um, like these super abstract interpretations. So, I mean, it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. But I think the most interesting thing is um, what he has or what he has to offer when it comes to the ideal life or what he proposes to be the ideal life. And that's that's one of the things that he's written about in his, uh, his new book called The Twelve Rules of Life. And what this... What Jordan Peterson pretty much does is he he tries to promote a healthy living, such as whether it be through spiritual enlightenment, whether it be through some sort of, um, hmm, I guess you could say, some sort of like paradigm shifting, like a uh, system of, of morality or, or whatnot. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure out the words to say it. I don't know how to explain it. He basically mm. wants to teach young young people how to um, face the chaos of society yeah. in an orderly manner. Exactly. And that's what he's doing with his um, 12 steps to life, or 12 rules to life. Yeah. Is he's yeah. laying out 12 rules on how to face the chaos of society. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and I think uh, what he does is he he lays out those rules and then he provides examples, whether they be anecdotally or if they're scientific. Like, I think there's one example that he uses where he he mentions crabs. Lobsters. Or lobsters, yeah, yeah. Lobsters and uh, and how their system, their system of uh, living together and all that stuff and how they've, the lobsters have created some sort of, like, system of of like a hierarchy, so to speak, and uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, um, <clears throat> especially because uh, the lobsters are very similar to us in the way that um, they use serotonin in the same ways we do. So they, uh, if they win a battle or something on the lines of that, they would puff out their chest and they would uh, secrete serotonin in their brain. And then if wow. they lose, they would do the complete opposite. Just like humans do. So that's very interesting. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, that's pretty weird. But, yeah, I mean... Jordan Peterson, I mean... I think many people have a misconception about what he's actually... Trying to do to, to people. I mean... He's pretty much a tutor of life. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and... What he really wants is just to improve everyone's well-being. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this guy, this dude, is willing to take all these hits just to, uh, you know, help fellow colleagues or, univer you know, or university students, parents, whoever they may be, because he, I mean, he really has, like, an in-depth um, perception of, like, how we're actually living our lives as opposed to what we think, how we're living it, if that makes any sense. Like he, it's a, it could be as simple as you slouching your back and then he'll, he'll mention something about that. Like many people who slouch their backs are not only displaying, um, some sort of like, some sort of like meek attitude towards people like, oh, they're weak and they're harmless, but also it's displaying insecurity and like much other stuff and stuff like that. But he goes in depth because it also applies to the animal kingdom. And also applies to evolution and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess we could talk about the most recent occurrence with him and that uh, woman, that BBC, I don't know what she is, a news reporter. Yeah. So, in this news report, or I mean, not news report, I think it was like an interview. Well, yeah. it started off as an interview and then it ended up just being a debate, I guess. And... The, the entire time Jordan Peterson is trying to make his case and this girl, this woman, Kathy Newman, is trying to make a... Uh, I guess she's baiting him the entire time. She's trying to break him. And you can see it. I mean, she's constantly just poking at him and then it's very hard for Peterson to get in a point because she keeps... Either she just repeats what he says and misconstrues it or she just switches the subject immediately and and 
you know, doesn't allow Peterson to respond correctly, mm. which just makes him look, well, she's, you know, trying to make him look bad on national TV. And the whole, the funniest thing happened right at the end of the video, um, right before the end of this segment, is when she called out Peterson for his offensive speech and saying, what gives you the rights to offend everyone with what you're saying? He's like, what, yeah, like, what? What gives you the right to do that? And Peterson pretty much reversed that to her, saying, well, you've been doing that this entire time I've been here, and it's been rather uncomfortable, and, and you know... And he, he said that, and then he... Uh, but, the, but, the, but the thing that he said was, although you're doing that to me, he's like, I don't, I don't oppose that. He's like, I actually encourage you to be, be that... Um, I guess I guess you could say offensive or m- make somebody dis, you know, uncomfortable like that, which pretty much just shut her down because that just, it just you know proved that she was a hypocrite. Yeah, it just shows that Jordan Peterson is actually getting to the minds of these leftists. Yeah. Because they they know he's right. They know for a fact. That's why they're trying to attack him. Yeah. Yeah. So open, like especially on national TV, which is surprising. Yeah, you know what's so funny about that? I saw a video. Of uh, he's being interviewed by some other reporter, and he said that before the BBC interview happened, that she was a completely different person, and he's starting to think that it was all played out yeah. right from the beginning, because apparently this woman has been known to provoke her guests that she has on the BBC, but he said it was so strange because, like off the air before they even went on air, they were in the back room. They're chatting, they're talking, they're like laughing and stuff. And then he said, right when the cameras turned on, she just be she just turned into a completely different person. And he said that that you know that that took him back a little because he's like, what the hell? Smells like a conspiracy. Thank you, Ventura. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's a little weird. I mean, and that's such a common thing with a lot of these um. These, uh, you know, these leftists. And I mean, it's not just leftists. I mean, there are conservatives also that do this type of stuff. But, I mean, well, yeah, well, currently, we're seeing more leftists do it than any, anybody else. So, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> what, what do we make of this, really? Because Jordan Peterson, I think he's he's mentioned how... Many of them have the good, best intentions. Okay, he's angry. <laughs> Many of them, uh, sorry, we just got distracted by a kid being the shit out of, like, a pile of snow. But, um, yeah, from what we've gathered, he's, um, he said that most of them have these intentions, good intentions, but, like, it, all stems from having this like infant mind mm-hmm. it's like because they've been it's almost as if they've been babied the, their entire lives and then right when they reach the university the place where the all of their beliefs should be challenged re- rather than um reinforced you know it's it does the complete opposite of that i mean it provides safe spaces and whatnot and it it teaches them about like neo-marxist ideology um you know, like gender fluidity and all this other stuff that is pretty controversial and pretty much goes against what most science states mm. and most, you know, like just modern psychology and modern science. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing. Um, what was I going to say? It's, it's kind of scary, too, because a lot of these leftists... Um, they might act like they're trying to help or they're trying to do good. No. But just like, um, I've heard Jordan Peterson say this multiple times. It's it's what they're really up to. It's like, it's the stuff that people don't, uh, it's what they, it's, it's what the leftists don't say or what they don't do. It's what they think in their mind and what they're really up to. And what they're really up to is gain power. Yes. That's the yeah. whole objective. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely is because, I mean, they're trying to reach this point where they want to be in control because in that's what it really is in actuality. 
they want to be able to control everything so they can maintain a safer lifestyle, which is, I mean, it's, it's impossible. You, it's, it's impossible to completely avoid chaos in any scenario, any circumstance. It's, that's not, that's not how life works, right? Exactly. So, but they believe that if they reach a point where it's, it's governmentally controlled, where they can legislate their beliefs, then they truly believe that they can eradicate, you know, any negative, whatever, whatever it may be, whatever, however negativity manifests, whether it be through speech, whether it be through, you know, some sort of action, whether it be through um, curriculum, like something that a teacher is uh, presenting to the class and they just, you know, and they get triggered or whatever and like stuff like that. It's just insane. It, it, honestly, it's like, it's like they're trying to form a communistic dictatorship or something. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah, really, because in school, most of them are being taught this, this like, pro-communist um, philosophy. And they're getting taught this, like, fabricated version of, like, what Lenin did, what Stalin did, Mao, and all these other, like, well-known communist uh, figures. And they're they're portraying them... While the teachers are and the professors, they're they're portraying them as these heroes, which is just fucking crazy to me because it's it's just not true. And then whenever you try to challenge their beliefs, they they retort with, "Oh well, your textbook that you read was just written by some white supremacist, capitalistic um, oppressors, whatever, whatever it may be." It's like it's like they try to reverse it to you. They'll be like, "Oh well." You're the one that's brainwashed because we live in a capitalistic society and this and that and like. And then they say, if it was my communistic society, it would work. Oh my god! Yeah, that's. And then that's just, that's a just, common well, argument. That's all what they say. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, the most common argument is well, if I were to lead a communist communistic society, I would bring out the utopia. It would yeah. be my utopia. Yeah, it'd be the best. It'd be the best thing ever. Which is just which really is what stupid. literally every communist says. Yeah. Every single one of them. And then they each just kill millions. Yeah. They just starve their people and kill millions. So, yeah. I mean, and I, f- I find it funny because when a lot of people say that the opposing side is brainwashed, you know, the people who are who are against this whole communist uh, ideology. Like, don't you think it's a little weird that each university is suddenly teaching this? Like, that's that's what I... Are they aware of that? Like, don't you think no. it's a little off? Because if they were so against it, why would most universities be teaching about, you know, all this like gender equality, these communist, um, these communistic philosophies and whatnot, and this like hatred toward capitalism, capitalism, and all this stuff? Like, there's something fishy going on, and I'm not sure if they're aware of it, because it'd be kind. It's just weird, like I. Like, how do they not see that? Now, don't get me wrong. Again, and we've said this many times before, no system is the best system. Like, we don't believe that capitalist, that capitalism is the best system that's out there. But Communism has been tried before and it has yeah. failed multiple times. So there's, yeah. there's no reason of thinking it's going to work. It's yeah. not going to. There's just, it's not going to. Yeah, yeah. In comparison to capitalism, communism... Has killed much more people, and I know a lot of people are going to debate. Well, oh, that's not true because you know this and that, and uh, like I know what capitalism has done to foreign countries. Like we all know that, but that's not necessarily like capitalism, so to speak. And I know people can reverse that and say, "Oh, well, that's not what communism is." But the thing is, like with capitalism, it embraces chaos, which is life in general. But when commu- but communism, the communistic system. It doesn't embrace chaos. What it tries to do is avoid chaos and try to equalize everything, which is impossible. It's impossible. That's not how life works. There's a thing called probability. Mm -hmm. And everything, everything rises and falls, and that's just how it is. But capitalism is a system that's so flexible that, I mean, eventually I'm sure it's going to fall some way or another. But it's flexible enough to maintain itself. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that that's what capitalism is. It embraces the chaotic nature. That's why we have these crazy stock markets, and that's why we have these, you know, these um, you know, like deflation and inflation and all that all that stuff. But um, oh shit, what was my point? I was rambling. Shit. But um, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's not the people, so to speak. No, it is the people. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Confusing myself. It is the people. In this capitalistic system, there are evil people. But not everyone that's trying to get their money's worth is evil. Like, if people are trying to be entrepreneurs, like, why is somebody that's suddenly a millionaire evil? And I I had the same brainwashed idea of, oh, if they're in the 1%, 1%, then they must be evil or they must be stealing from another side of the country or whatever, which is just not true because at the same time, how do you know that entrepreneur or that millionaire, whoever it may be, isn't trying to help the rest of the world out? Mm. That's what many entrepreneurs are trying to do. It's a big misconception too. Yeah, and it's kind of, you know, disheartening when you're trying to help others and then somebody will come out and be like, oh, well, you're just joining the elites. Joining the elite. Well, how else are we supposed to help everyone else when... When ironically, the people who are complaining the most are not doing anything for their own neighborhoods, nor the poor neighborhoods. Exactly. Like, I don't see any liberal going to, you know, any, any quote-unquote urban, I'm not even going to say urban, just ghetto neighborhoods where it's poor blacks, poor Mexicans, poor Koreans, just any race, it's every race, it's not just, it's not just colored people, it's every race that inhabit those neighborhoods, mostly black and Mexicans. But I'm saying, like, where are they? Where, where are they? They're not in the soup kitchens. They're not at the uh, the local Goodwills donating donating their uh, their uh, their clothing. They're not at uh, shelters helping out. Like they're fucking protesting. Yeah, they're protesting and complaining about freeing their tits. Yes. Like that's like what the <laughs> fuck does that even like? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Like if you, I oh don't know. Free the nipple. Who gives a fuck? Take your shirt off. I don't think anyone cares. Yeah, really. Honestly, it we're all pro nip. Every guy is pro nip. Who's who's <laughs> discouraging you from not from not exposing your your boobs? I mean, I I guess I can see like people can like catcall you and like do. Oh, some but they crazy better shit. they better be prepared for that. I mean, what else do they expect? If a woman if a woman is wearing a sexy ass skirt, like, and she expects expects us to not stare. That's stupid. It's unpo- That's impossible. stupid. Again, we have to go back to the biological and evolutionary roots of everything. Our urge to just want to bang. We see what something... We look at a woman and if we find her attractive, we're going to look. But catcalling, I mean... Hey, I mean, it's not harming anyone. It's just sounding off noise. That's what it is. You should honestly... Oh, nah, I don't even want to say that. What, take it as a compliment? Yeah. Oh, my God. In some sense, a lot of women do like it because because it, it, they, it really depends on how they they uh, they take it, really. Exactly. They could take it as a compliment or they could take it as some sort of like, some sort of like, uh, I don't know, misogynistic Offensive calling, thing. whatever, yeah. It really depends on the woman. I mean, you'd be surprised how many women love catcalling. They yes. love to be complimented. It's so funny to me because the same, there there are women who who would hate catcalling but love to get likes on their Facebook and Instagram and whatever else. It's the same shit. Yeah, that that is catcalling. That's digital catcalling. Yeah. Digital complimenting, just with no words. It's the same fucking thing. The only difference is, men are smart enough not to say stupid shit online because that shit is permanence. Yeah. And somebody would just screenshot that and just ruin your life. When in catcalling, that's just like dissipates in in the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, you can't really you can't really prove that guy said anything if he was alone. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's it's very minor, very minor. But I mean, again, yeah, like where are the liberals trying to help them out? And then I just don't get it. It's like people who camp out in, in front of Wall Street. Like we all know Wall Street has done some crazy shit, but at the same time, no one they're not stopping you from going out of your way. 
Like, right after work, in the afternoon, go to the homeless shelter, go to the soup kitchen, go to Goodwill, go to your fellow neighbors and be like, hey, if you ever need anything, I'm right here. Like, we can all help each other. Like, this is what I don't get. They want a national communist society, right? But they can't even establish that in their tiny little neighborhood. Like, I don't see most people who are, who are, uh, who are, uh, I guess, um, like pro-communist, going out of their way and just knocking on everyone's door, and just just in their neighborhood, just just that, and being like, "Oh, hey, uh, you know, we should make some sort of network deal." And uh, if let's say if one of our neighbors ever runs out of water, we'll we'll all help out to help them and whatnot. Like I, <clears throat> I don't see that. I don't see that at all. I see everyone just being selfish as always. And just trying to do their own thing and trying to live their own life and pretending like they care. Exactly. But, in, yeah, but a part of that, you have to be selfish again to, uh, to succeed in this ladder. And then you can start helping out everyone. If you want to do like a very wide, uh, if you want to throw like a wide net so to speak to to helping out everyone you're going to have you're, you're going to need some assets you're going to need some capital a lot of cash yeah i didn't know uh um debating jordan peterson is helping anyone yeah i mean how does how does calling someone how does calling anyone a white supremacist solve anything i don't understand how that's how that's helpful to the conversation at hand it did I don't. I don't see it at all. I see that. That can you imagine? Like it'd be the same thing as like somebody calling a liberal or somebody calling a conservative a snowflake or a right wing Nazi. Like it doesn't exactly either one. It doesn't. It doesn't help at all, right? But um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the gist of what the whole thing was. Just fucking yeah. Stupid. It shouldn't even have. Like, she's such a fucking. Yeah, and now people are attacking Peterson once again because there are people who are making online threats, allegedly making online threats to this woman. And uh, people I mean, are saying... I mean, that's kind of her fault, though. She the yeah. one, she's the one who baited him in. This, this is what's funny. It's like whoever whoever stands... They don't even have to stand with you. Whoever just attacks the opposing side, which is Kathy Newman, they're automatically on the side of Peterson. Like, what if the person doesn't give a shit about both of them and just wants to attack her because it's it's just the right time to memeify someone or something, you know? Yeah. Or just troll someone because mm-hmm. it's so it's such a big thing on the internet. But, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the gist of it. And, like, the thing is, Jordan Peterson wasn't even as political as he is now compared to back then. He was pretty apolitical. All he talked about was... The, I mean, the the complexities of, of uh, psychology. That's pretty much what it was until, um, I forgot what university. I think it was Toronto, where they try to pass that bill about um, using well, correct no, he, pronouns. Well, no, he he or did. St- he was in uh, political science before he was in psychology. Oh, okay, too, okay. So in college. But we, he wasn't actively trying to. Yeah, he wasn't active. Yeah, yeah. But I think, yeah, I think it all began right when they try to legislate some sort of pronoun mm-hmm. bill yep. where the students would be fined and or possibly incarcerated from what we've heard if they were to misuse or offend anyone um you know anyone's anyone anyone's um chosen pronoun or yeah like can you just imagine pronoun. that fucking like imagine arguing with some like transgender person and then Having something slip out of your mouth. Saying she or... And then she just fucking runs away, calls the cops, and you just go to jail for like two years. And your life is (laughs) fucked. For fucking... A a word slipping out of your mouth. Like, ooh, I'm sorry. Damn. I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings a little bit. It's so crazy because Jordan Peterson, I mean, when he... I think there's a video of him actually trying to debate um, this trans person. And he says... um, Well, he's trying to debate with her, and then there's a woman that screams at him. And then he's like, he's like, can you calm down? And then the other woman that's trying to speak to Jordan Peterson, who had the conversation in the beginning, I or I think he said she. And then 
the girl just tells Jordan Peterson, "Did you just you did you just um like call her that?" Yeah, or yeah, like did you just use the wrong pronoun or something? I don't know. Just so it's so ridiculous. But I mean, it's just, dude, I do not get it. I don't know. It's just scientifically inaccurate when it comes to. Uh, you know, I transgenderism. Mean, to be fair, this was predicted almost like a hundred years ago. So yeah, I mean, we've always had what's that word? Androgynous. Yeah. People, people who like men who like to wear makeup and whatnot, and I mean, obviously the Native Americans, they had many genders, but then again, they dance around a fire because they thought it, they could make it rain. Like, come on, guys. Like, not everything that everyone has done in the past just legitimizes what we should do right now, if that makes sense. Oh, so people did slavery back then, so that legitimizes it. Yeah, no, it's like, it, it's like just because back in the day people used, like, people believed in different genders doesn't make it true. It's scientifically inaccurate and it's biologically inaccurate, and we personally don't believe it, but we're kind enough to use whatever pronoun you want, I guess. I mean, look, we don't care... Yeah, we but really when you don't. when you try to force us, yeah, yeah, to do something, that crosses a line. Yeah, that's all we're trying to say. Yeah, if you if like if you ask me nicely, to use the pronoun they, in a singular way, I'll be happy to do it. Fine. I mean, obviously, I'll disagree internally and I'll just keep it to myself. But who cares? I'll do it because we're kind. We're not. Well, I mean, I can't be racist. Dan's white, so I guess he's a he could be a white supremacist, Nazi right winger, Jordan Peterson supporter. I guess, yes. Yeah, that's but, that's me. Well, yeah. <laughs> JK, it's not me. Dude. Yeah, but ah oh, man. I mean that that's pretty much what it is, and I think that that is the endless fight that Jordan Peterson is in right now. I feel sorry. I feel bad for him though. Yeah, because he's he trying. All this bullshit. Yeah, because he he's trying to push something else right now. It has nothing to do with politics. It has more to do with psychology and uh, it has spirituality. Or life itself, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. More important than just politics. Politics sometimes is just it's just all bullshit. Like both sides are fucking like retarded sometimes. Yeah, conservatives and liberals, like, some, it's just, it gets so annoying at times because, again, like, how can we not say that George Bush wasn't some sort of war criminal? Like, a lot of people argue that he wasn't, obviously, the Republicans and the conservatives, but, but if I were to say that right now, everyone would call me a leftist, right? But then, if I were to flip that and be like, well, Obama also had some, some war criminal... Um, like intentions, or maybe it was unintended. I don't know, but he did some messed up shit. If I were to say that right now again, I would be called some sort of right winger, some crazy right wing racist. Fucking vicious cycle. Right wing racist. Yeah. Now we're back to Trump, who's a complete asshole, idiot. I mean, we don't. We didn't even vote. That's the thing. I was gonna vote for Gary Johnson, but I'm like, who am I kidding? The guy that. Loves weed, you know. <laughs> but, um, dude, it's like, it, again, it's a cycle. And then what? nothing gets done. That's the problem. Nothing gets done. All we do is fight and complain with one another. And then we build a wall. Yeah, like, how is that? You know what Mexicans are going to do? They're literally just going to walk around it. Do you know who armed <laughs> the cartels are? They can just blow up that fucking wall. Dude, they can like that. That's his whole him. thing. He wants to get rid of the drug trafficking into the U.S. Impossible. And how is a fucking wall gonna stop that? Here's the other dilemma. We can we can incorporate some conspiracy in it because the CIA and the FBI have been known to traffic cocaine. So who knows if there are factions of these uh, of these agencies that are actually helping the cartels to to uh, distribute drugs and whatnot? Like that's the thing. Like we. I feel like most people are have some of, of the pieces of the grand puzzle, but then others just stick to one side and believe that they have all the pieces. And then they're just like, oh, you know what? Conservatism is all the way. It's fully, it's fully correct. And, and yeah, because right now it seems like that. It really does seem like conservatism is the right way to go. Exactly. Based on the current climate of, you know, liberals going crazy and... 
all these incidents at universities and whatnot. Like, it really seems like Republicans have the right idea, somewhat. Obviously, you know, the whole Trump thing, that's another argument. But in comparison to, you know, leftism and whatnot, it seems like that. Yeah. So, really, what what is there to do? I mean, what Peterson does is great because he tries to stay neutral. He's not a conservative. He's not he's not a liberal. He's he's tr- just trying to be his own person. And with the tools that he has at hand and his skills in psychology and whatnot, he's he's trying to help out everyone. Everyone including include whatever, you know, political party, whatever side anyone takes really with his Mainly like, life just lessons. like young people. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Just because he's trying to uh, open a free schooling um, yeah. entity, I guess. Um, which I think is very uh, amazing. We need free school. Like, school is way too expensive. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. I mean, who, uh, again, I mean, we, we are, I think we spoke about this in yeah. previous podcasts, but yeah, it's ridiculously high. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, and yeah, that's what Peterson tries to do, and especially. Right now, I think he said his the majority of his audience or of his followers are men, because right now men are being targeted the most because of you know the cries of patriarchy and whatnot. Yeah, and it's funny too because and, uh, no one talks about the suicide rate of young men because of this. Yeah, no one. Oh my god! They exactly. they only talk about transgender suicide rates, which I I mean what I've heard is really not that big. But, I mean, if you look at both sides, the transgender and the young male suicide rate, it's unneeded. Why Why do people need to kill themselves over this fucking debate? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, and... Just because you're male. Ooh. Yeah, I know. You're, you're, in, you're immediately guilt-tripped into everything. And the whole, the transgender, um, the, the, um, yeah, the trans suicide rate, like, a lot of people argue that whether they go through the transition or not is like the rate is still the same. So I feel like it's not necessarily a problem with them trying to, uh, you know, be part of society and assimilate to society. But I think it's something internally, like it's an internal conflict that they have. But I mean, that's another argument. Yeah. But like, yeah, how come no one mentions that the high rate of murder and here, but here's the thing though. I'll say the most people who have been murdered are men, but then somebody will say, Oh yeah, by other men. Okay, that doesn't negate the fact that they're dying. That innocent men who have done nothing are still fucking dying. And not only that, most men die at the workplace because we take the most dangerous fucking jobs. So excuse us that we want to make a little bit more because our mortality rate is so fucking high. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so crazy. I mean, and we have the most suicide, especially now. There are young, since young males, especially white males, are so guilt tripped into believing that they are the cause of everything that's especially wrong if you're in this a Western white society. Male. Yeah, because you're if you're male and you're white, oh, you're extremely privileged. I don't believe that fucking shit. I just don't believe it. And the more you say privileged, the less I'm gonna listen to you. I'm just gonna shut you off because it's just so annoying. So the poor people who lived with near me when I used to live in apartments, how were they privileged exactly? They were pretty fucking poor. This is what I don't get. Or any poor white person who lives in the South who have, let's Mexican, black neighbors, whoever they may be, despite their probable racial differences, like racist, um, like ideas, whatever, maybe they may have that, but like what makes them different from a person who's getting the exact same salary as them Mm. or maybe even less like I, I just I just do not get that and it's so funny because I think there's a report where white people are most likely to get shot by cops in more than blacks or Mexicans now people will be like Again, they'll reverse the argument and say, all right, but you got to look at it because there's more white people living in the United States than black people. So that means that that's inevitable. That's that's just math. But then again, it's like, okay, but what about not all white people are committing crimes and doing this and that? And now here's another controversial fact that 
a lot of people mention when it comes to this whole police brutality thing is that is that minorities and colored people are responsible for more than well I think yeah specifically the black po- um uh, population like 50% of the of the crime is committed by like only a small percentage mm. of the crime in the United States is committed by only a small percentage oh my god <clears throat> oh my god, you labeled it that. No. <laughs> what? You you didn't put that. Wow. This has all just been from today. Nice. But yeah. But yeah, and it's it's so controversial to mention that, but I mean we have to mention that. It's like just because somebody is offended by s- someone saying a f- a fact like that doesn't mean that they should be labeled as some sort of white supremacist or some sort of white apologist because that's something that they can say to me that I'm apologizing on behalf of white people or something and then they'll call me well I don't know what the the equivalent to coon is for Mexicans I'm not sure but um yeah but yeah Yeah. Um, Jordan Peterson is just trying to help out. That's all he's trying to do, really. Yeah. He he's honestly he's embodying the archetypal hero, to be honest. He really is. I don't know if he's aware of that. No, he is for oh. sure. I know he is. Now, could you explain what the archetypal hero is? The archetype, the hero, is just basically that. That basically foundation of like reaching to the top or like um well in his in uh I guess in Jungian terms is slaying the dragon of chaos, which is exactly what George, uh, Peterson is doing. He's <coughs> he, especially with his twelve rules to life. That that's literally yeah. battling the dragon of chaos, and the, this, these are the rules of how to do that, how to become the hero of your own life. Which yes. is li- literally what what Jung talked about, what Nietzsche talked about, all, all of them. Is you have to. It starts with the hero's journey. You have to take that leap of faith and just fucking battle the dragon. That's honestly what it means. Yeah. And that's exactly what Jordan Peterson's doing. Yeah, I mean, and it's I. It's funny because uh, he mentions when he mentions the hero, he talks about how um, throughout history, like. Whoever we looked at as a hero throughout history, we've noticed that they have these specific traits, right? Mm. These spe- these specific traits are what qualify someone to be a hero or someone to be legendary in history or whatever. And then what Peterson does is he picks out, he plucks these traits out of these people, and then he realizes that that is the archetypal hero. It's like you place them all together, and what do you get? You get like a godlike figure, like Christ or something. You if you put them all together and it's actually what and, Christ uh, represents. Is fucking no, yeah, the yeah. hero. Yeah, the archetypal hero, and and the, also the the sacrificial offering. The sacrificial son. Yeah, and yeah, Jesus represents a lot of things. <coughs> no, not, yeah. not just the hero. <coughs> and, that's another argument right there. Yeah, yeah, but what what Peterson is trying to get at is that every one of us can be the hero. We have, we, we all have the potential. Yeah, exactly. We all have the potential. Will there be inevitable chaos? Yes, but that's the thing. We have to be flexible with ourselves in order to surpass that or, or uh, you know, to face that head on. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. No, yeah, but that that is the problem. That and that's one of the biggest problems because right now everyone has become so infantilized that everyone is so like babied. And so it seems so weak and insecure with themselves, and it just seems like it's impossible to even like mention that concept to a person. Yeah, you know. But I mean, yeah, that that's that's what he's trying to get through to people. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just so crazy. Mm-hmm. And he talks about uh, so many other things too. Like it's so complex. 
what he says. It's it's kind of hard for us to simplify most of his concepts because you you kind of need to go into you, the abstract. You to, can't um, really simple. I mean, you can simplify it, but it wouldn't do the justice. simple. Yeah, it, it's just it will take way too long. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just like yeah, it, it's it will take way too long. Yeah, yeah. The simplified version of of most of his ideals and uh, most of his um, philosophies. If we were to simplify that, it'd be like devaluing it. Exactly. Really, it'd be like getting rid of the essence of what he's trying to say. But I mean, it, there's just something to that. I mean, he mixes, he mixes human behavior with biology and evolution and and everything in between, and he tries to make something of it. And I think we haven't read his books, but we will soon. I think that's one one of his books. Um, talks about that. I think it's Maps of Meaning. Yeah. But, um, yeah, what else, what else, Jordan Peterson, he, um, yeah, oh, I mean, there's also a new lecture of his for the 12 rules of life promoting his book, Mm. and funny thing, one of the things that he has in his book is the Columbine shooting, and he, uh, I forgot what rule it was. It's I forgot what chapter, but he mentions the Columbine shooting, saying how how he was angry at people for saying that they didn't know why these kids did it. When he, I think he responded with some. He all he said was, "Oh well, you could have just read what they wrote in their journals, exactly, because they just explain yeah. everything." But that's the thing, and it's funny because I think it's so funny because I remember Marilyn Manson. He said something to that effect because everyone was blaming him during that time for the shootings happening. Like, I don't know if you remember that. Like, they're saying that they were inspired by his music and they just wanted to kill everyone. See, I was actually watching a video today of Jordan Peterson and he was, uh, he was actually, he was talking about the Columbine shooters and he, he was saying that, see, people, people misunderstand when they say that the the Columbine shooters were bullied, but they weren't bullied in the traditional way. They they were being alienated and they didn't know yeah. why and they were getting really angry about that. So that's why yeah, they resented yeah. the whole school because everyone was alienating them. Yeah, and that's where their rage came from. And then he was saying in their in their books in their journals, especially Dylan Klebold, like it, it's so it's so malevolent and evil. It's it's insane. Like if only <laughs> if only his parents just read his journals, they yes. would know everything. Yeah, like it's so fucked up. Yeah, I mean, that, that's one of the things that Marilyn Manson says. He's like, um, I think the interviewer's like, if you, they were here right now next to you, what would you say to them? And then Marilyn says, I wouldn't say anything. I would listen because that's what no one else did. Exactly. And then that, I mean, that's a powerful statement because it's true. I mean, that's what Peterson was talking about. He was saying how how these kids, like no one paid, no one really paid attention to them. Like they weren't, they were, I don't, I don't think they were ever bullied. Really, because what the problem was that... I mean, they, they were, but not like to, yeah, to like sure. yeah, hardcore yeah. bullying. Yeah, yeah, to the point where they, they would ur- they would have the urge to kill. But I mean, the way Jordan Peterson they, described it was they were just getting... They were like any other normal teenage boy in high school getting bullied. It's like the same shit. Yeah. But they took it a different way. Yeah, they pretty much yeah. destroyed... They pretty much stripped themselves of their own morality... And just adopted this really nihilistic viewpoint of the world, saying that all humans are these malignant like cancers, and, and they should be yeah. Them. We should all just be extinct, which is just the it just they just turned nihilistic. That's pretty much what happened. And then mm-hmm. they wanted to do. Here's the other thing. I didn't even know this, but Peterson mentioned how they, their plan wasn't just to kill everyone at school. They were gonna kill everyone in the neighborhood. They were gonna blow up the school. Yeah, they, that's what they want. That was that was their original plan. Yeah, they were gonna kill everyone else outside of school right after they were done. Exactly, they were gonna kill everyone in the school. Actually, they were supposed to blow up the fucking entire lunchroom. And if you've seen the video, oh, yeah. the the, uh, the security camera. Yeah. If they fucking blew up that goddamn lunchroom, Jesus, they would be they would they would go down as the most horrific school shooting shooters yeah. ever. Cause that, that's, that's crowded, insane. Right? And then they were going to, yeah, the entire thing was filled. Yeah. And then plus they were going to blow up the entire school. So like Jesus, they like, if that went through, like, oh my God. 
Yeah, no, it's these these guys were seriously seriously messed up. Yeah, and it's so it's crazy to see because uh, who who was his friend? It was Dylan Keyboard and uh, Dylan and uh, what was his other? What was his friend's name? Oh fuck! What the hell was his name? Dylan Dylan was like the leader of Kinda. of the group, right? Because yeah. he because I remember. God, I barely remember the reading the book, but I remember him saying how his friend would just follow him and follow him around and just just pretty much agree with everything that he was saying and then he Eric he got in, Eric Harris, yeah, yeah. And he got into that whole nihilistic uh worldview and stuff like that just because his friend was like he pretty much convinced him of that. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that, Oh, we should just do this and just kill everyone. And I mean <laughs> one can go into the uh conspiracy way because mm. um, I think it was Eric Harris no was it one of them was taking antidepressants and oh one of them God. were uh, was on antidepressants during the shooting yeah see it's like so what the fuck yeah see that that's the other thing if you notice most shootings have been have happened because the person or people were on some sort of medication mm-hmm and then it's been proven that many develop this, like, almost this schizophrenic, um, like, self-perception that they have. Like, they, they, like, multiple personality disorder or something like that. It's crazy. And then they turn into someone else completely, and then they just start, they just turn vicious. And, I mean, yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's a pretty interesting thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, well, he, he mentions stuff like that about how that's like the whole, um, the whole, um, how, how would I put it? Like, like now in, in this current age, nihilism looks desirable, right? Because as Nietzsche said, we've murdered God or we've killed God. God right? is dead. God is dead. And right now, as we see, it it pretty much looks like it because many kids have just adopted this super nihilistic attitude towards life and everyone just wants to do whatever they want without any consequences because hey we're all going to die at the end right and then and peterson said that that's one of the most dangerous things you could do because at the end of all of it i mean it's just going to bring even more destruction in your life it's one of the most dangerous things but at the same time it's one of the most helpful th helpful things because if a person literally uh, goes so low as to become a nihilist, that's technically it's a good it's a good and bad thing because if you become a straight nihilist, you can literally create your own morals, you can create yes. your own values from that bottom. And th that's exactly what uh, Nietzsche was trying to get at when he said God was dead, and that's when that's exactly what he was trying to say when he was talking about the Superman or whatever he was talking about. Yeah. That we, since since we've killed God, that we have to rise up and take its place. Because we, we fucking, we did it. Yeah, we, we've killed him. Exactly. So we yeah. have to break ourselves down, create our own values and morals, and then just yeah help life flourish. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, the morals are already here, but we just discount them because we just think... That they're just, oh, they're just associated with religion, so fuck that. Yeah. Like, anything that's associated with any religion, oh, no, that's oppressive. Oh, no, that's patriarchal. Oh, no, that's that's antiquated. It's outdated, whatever it may be. And then it's like that's, yeah. And it's so funny because a lot of people use Nietzsche and apply that to their own life, but only to reinforce that nihilism and, make and you know, just, you know, make them be more nihilist. But... When See, that wasn't Nietzsche, even... Yeah, Nietzsche was probably one of the most misunderstood philosophers of our time. Yeah, that should that's probably going to be our one of our next topics yeah. for the podcast. So because it, it's just so much to unravel. But I mean, yeah, no, we haven't even broken the surface on fucking Jordan Peterson. Oh yet. no, no, this well, is just the beginning. Yeah, this is this will definitely be part one. Yeah, we're, for we're sure. gonna have a series definitely because there's just so much to talk about when it comes to Peterson. But I mean, yeah, that I mean, that's that's one of his aims is um just creating a moral system, and 
applying that to people who need it the most. Mm-hmm. I mean, similar to, I mean, I know he he's uh, counseled soldiers, for example. Yeah. And what he does is, when soldiers come back from war, they're extremely traumatized and they have uh, PTSD and whatnot. And they don't know what to do with themselves because they've noticed they can't differentiate good and evil anymore. Because when they were in war, they pretty much had to shatter their own morality in order to shoot this guy in the face. When before they went to war, they said, oh, I would never murder anyone. I would never murder children. I would never bomb a family, you know, and this and that. Like, But then they came back and they don't know what to do with themselves. So what Peterson does is he tries to teach them. Um, the ways of like reestablishing that uh, that system of morality, mm-hmm. because I mean, yeah, that's what he pretty much does, and uh, and it's been very helpful. I mean, oh, and he also has a self-authoring program, which is very helpful. Yeah, which I think is it's it's amazing because what what the self-authoring program is, it's a uh, it's this three-set um, program. One being the past, the present, and and the future. Well, I guess that's all three. I said one, but yeah, that those are the three. And what what you do is um you write about your past in certain sections that he um has categorized for you. I once you purchase the program, it's it'll all be set in place, and you have to write down to the detail of what happened in your past, of certain scenarios and circumstances, and yeah, yeah. And whatnot, and uh, I mean, he, he gives you like um like an outline, right? Templates to like write, oh, in, so oh, it's yeah, not yeah. like just yeah. writing. Yeah, and then you have to do that for your past, your present, and then you write down what you want in your future, and then statistically, I mean, it, through the data, it it has shown that more kids have become less depressed, have actually cured their depression many times because they write down. What they what they've truly feel or what they've I guess what they've held in for so long because most of the time we can't even like say anything anymore because most people don't talk about how what their past experiences and whatnot like because there's just no room anymore mm-hmm. if that makes sense because everything is so out there and everyone is trying to get their voice heard and just people are being selfish as shit while there's a group of people who just keep it all to themselves. So what Peterson offers is you to just write it down. It doesn't have you don't have to buy the program. You can just, I mean, just writing down in general your thoughts and 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 stuff like that. It'll help you dramatically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll help, and uh, yeah, that's one of his methods for uh, from for him helping his uh, his clients, his patients. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, you guys should check that out. And I mean, I don't know what's what's one other thing. Um, For Peterson. Yeah, maybe we should have had like a script because there's so many things. There's so many things. I'm just blanking so much right now, just because it's we just got out of work and I'm tired as fuck. But we're we're doing it. Um. What else? I mean, yeah, just check him out. Honestly, he's he's a very influential person. He, um, I'd, I'd recommend listening to his uh, Bible lectures. They're very, very interesting, and what he oh, says yeah, there is definitely. very, very profound. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, as well as his other videos. Yeah, I mean, he has tons of lectures online. Yeah, not only does he have the uh, the Bible lectures, but he actually records his. Uh, psychology class he does in college and puts them online and oh, he yeah, has like true. i think five years worth of uh classes yeah probably more than that i don't even know yeah but it, I, f- I find that fantastic yeah it's it's so crazy oh man <sighs> if only we went to toronto yeah get it get into his class maybe we should interview him that may be a possibility someday. Maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, when it comes to Jordan Peterson, he is the internet father. Our internet dad. He is the archetypal father. Yeah. And we say father because he is the... he. It's almost as if he is a father to everyone because he has... He has this very, like, paternal, um, like, nature to himself. 
because he just wants to help improve everyone else. He wants to help improve not only the parents, but also the, uh, you know, the kids, the young ones. And I think, I mean, he also talks about parents teaching their kids um, how to raise them correctly, how to discipline them and whatnot. And just, yeah, that's pretty much it. But, um, yeah, I guess, uh, if anything, we're going to make a series of Jordan Peterson and we're going to be more well prepared for the next one. Just yeah, list out yeah. shit. But, um, yeah, if you guys want to check out his books, we'll link the, um, the books in the description box. And yeah, this concludes this podcast. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, stay tuned for, I guess, the end of th this week. We're going to record another one. And, uh, yeah, if you want to check us out, we have a, uh, check us out on YouTube. Check us out on CastBox. Check out our Instagram. Check out our Facebook. And if anything, if you'd like to support us, we'll include a Patreon link and a PayPal link. Um, in order for us to do this full time because <coughs> everything is very, very time limited. And expensive. Yeah, and expensive and it's very difficult for us to keep going. And I mean, and we'd like to uh, work on this full time and get better equipment so we can start doing a video podcast and recording ourselves mm -hmm. so you can see our delicious faces. <laughs> but um, yeah, this concludes this podcast and... Uh, yeah, just uh, stay frosty, you know? Peace.